0: Join Douglas Wilson, Dr. Joseph Boot, Brian Sauvey, Eric Kahn, and myself on March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd for our 2024 conference. It's called Blueprints for Christendom 2.0. Our early bird pricing ends on Thursday, August 31st. So go and visit rightresponseconference.com to register today. We hope to see you at the conference in March. We don't finish fights anymore. We don't, but Israel did. And that's why God stops the sun and the moon and the sky. And he also sends, through Joshua and his command, sends Israel to pursue all their adversaries unto the bitter end so that they could not make it back into their cities and mount up a new attack on a future day. This is verse 16. These five kings fled and hid themselves in the cave of Makeda. And it was told to Joshua, the five kings have been found hidden in the cave of Makeda. And Joshua said, roll large stones against the mouth of the cave and set men by it to guard them. But do not stay there yourselves. Pursue your enemies. So put these big stones there. That way now the kings are locked in. Now you can go and help your brothers and pursue your enemies. Pursue your enemies. Attack their rear guard. That means run them down as they're on the run retreating. Do not let them enter their cities, for the Lord your God has given them into your hand. When Joshua and the sons of Israel had finished striking them with a great blow until they were wiped out, and when the remnant that remained of them had entered into their fortified cities, then all the people returned safe to Joshua in the camp of Makeda. Not a man moved his tongue against any of the people of Israel. So the picture is what we saw in verses 8 through 15. The Lord is mighty in battle. He's the one who supernaturally gives success and he puts the enemies of Israel in a panic. He causes great hailstones to rain rain down so that more die by the hailstones than by the sword of Israel. And then lastly, he lengthens the day so that they wouldn't just deal a great blow to their adversaries, but so that Israel could actually finish the fight. And now we see practically Joshua saying, all right, we've got the kings, the five kings of these Five Amorite tribes, they ran and hid like cowards in a cave. Um, instead of guarding them, let's get every man that we can, every fighting man to go and pursue the the, the enemy uh, tribes that are on the retreat right now so they don't make it back to their cities. So we'll close this in with uh, with large stones, this cave where the five kings are hidden. And then we can come back to this later. Now join your brothers and they pursue them. And it seems as though from the text, they kill most of the Amorite soldiers, a few. It says a remnant make it back to their cities. But what we're meant to understand is that the few that make it back to their Amorite cities are so few that they won't be able to mount um, a counterattack and they'll they'll fold uh, like a cheap suit under you know under siege from Israel. So it's like, all right, so now we can take out the cities. We'll do that on another day. Let's regroup back in Makeda where the cave is, where the stones are, where the five kings are locked inside. Now, remember, as we're preaching through this, Joshua is a type of Christ. There's multiple different levels of, of symbolism, um, typology. And one of them is this, Joshua is a type of Christ, meaning he, he signifies in many ways, Jesus. And what we have here is, With Christ, um, we know the gospel narrative that Christ, he was crucified on a Roman cross and that he was uh, put into a tomb, a cave, and a stone was rolled in front of the mouth of the cave. Right? And here we have Joshua, a type of Christ. He's not going into the tomb. He's not going into the cave, but he is subjecting his enemies, five other kings, and the stones are being rolled in front of the mouth of the cave so that they can't get out. The difference is this. You have five kings going into a tomb with stones rolled in front of it. And those five kings, they come out to be put to death under Joshua, who is a type of Christ who is stronger than they are. And yet in the gospel narrative, the antitype, who is Christ himself, he went into a tomb. A stone was rolled in front of that tomb, but he's not brought out of that tomb in order to be put to death. He goes in already dead and comes back out alive. The stone cannot hold him, and he doesn't come out to be put to death, but he comes out to live and to live forevermore that Jesus is the greater king he is the king of all kings and so it's beautiful I think seeing some of the parallels of the tomb the cave the stones and five kings brought out to be put to death one king the king of kings brought in already dead but coming out alive and living forevermore